0: What's going on guys, this is another episode of the Fitness Roundtable. This is your host, Andrew, on a special episode, more of a discussion with Gavin, Twisted Steel, Cheat Meal. We'll be talking about random things. What's up, my dude? <laughs> Work. Hey, man. Thanks for <laughs> having me. Hell yeah. Anything new? How's your, uh, what was that? You say ground beef and rice? Ground beef, brown rice, avocado. Healthy shit. So you plan out your meals or you just fucking kind of eat healthy and do
1: whatever and then drink beer on the side? So much beer on the side. I um like everybody else, go through phases with stuff. Used to be very very diligent in actually last year of college, and then a couple of years afterwards, (laughs) with like prepping food and putting it in all the individual containers, and like taking them out of the freezer and and putting them in the fridge. And when it gets low in the fridge, you take more out of the freezer and put them in the fridge. So you like prep for the whole week, and even like broken down into individual meals. But that. Got kind of burned out on that, and now I will just cook stuff in bulk.
0: Nice,
1: big ass thing of rice, big ass thing of uh, some type of meat, um, and then just kind of dish it out that way.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Yeah. Plus, the number of calories burning now isn't like being in school and like having this schedule, doing this and that. It's like I'm on my feet running around all day, so not measuring stuff doesn't really shoot me in the foot. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm also 27 year old male. Do you track the calories? No, I don't either. I yeah. What I've done is, you write it all down, or you come up with your plan, right? And then you just say, "Okay, I'm going to do this every day." <laughs> that way, yeah. I don't have to count and all that stuff. It just it's the very basic and boring stuff. But so you eat know. pretty plain, like you eat the same things every day. Yeah, like Monday through Friday, I'm a I'm a robot. Nice. I
0: don't yeah, I, I can see how I like I like that. I don't know. I like flavor. and plus, I'm a lot more fat than you are, so I definitely can see we're planning out my shit a lot better. It would make me a little bit more lean. But
1: you did I mean. strictly for convenience and for like fuel, I guess, and to not feel like shit or to like stay a little bit more lean during the week and then on the weekends you know you're going to you're about to unload on something but it's yeah. not by any means like me trying to be healthy or like training for a show or competition or anything like that it's just it's easy to do and i know that it's like at least going to make me feel good so yeah for sure yeah what do you do um,
0: what do i do like calorie wise and like planning
1: just go to mcdonald's
0: uh not mcdonald's i hate mcdonald's dude McDonald's.
1: and what is the cookie pouch gang
0: <laughs> Cookie pouch gang, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, well, I love cookies. Obviously, no, I I hate cookies. My fiance loves cookies, but I like. You, you, you hate cookies. I don't like cookies very much. No, I don't like sweets. That's that's the thing. That's why I'm not like as fat as I feel like I should be because a lot of people like ice cream, sweets, cake, cookies, whatever. You don't like any my, of that. Nah, no, nah, that's not my thing. You're it's Not my thing. Uh, on my birthday, we got a I think two dozen cookies and. And Hannah ate, I swear to you, probably 18 of those things. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> probably you, not. Ate like
1: a, you ate like a baked potato or something savory?
0: No, I I don't know. I like uh, I like meat and potatoes and greens and salt. <laughs> I do like eating out, though. I like Chipotle when I eat out. Or Hannah and I have been getting into pho. You ever eat like pho or faux? It's, uh, I think, Vietnamese or... No, it's not Vietnamese. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, I, I think so
1: it is good. Vietnamese food. I went to yeah. a wedding that they served that and they said it was Vietnamese food. just good. Nice. That's like noodles and stuff, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You like
1: it? Yeah, not bad. I've, I've had it very few times. My go-to would be like a burger. If it's like, what's your food mood? Where All do right, you want to go? It. Always burger mood.
0: Dude, yeah, when I was fucking long time ago when I was going back through your post, that was pretty much every single thing that you had was like some type of gourmet burger. Yeah. Yep. I love I love me a good burger, dude. Oh my God. If I could eat me a good different burger every single day, I probably would too.
1: I've got a list on my phone of like burger places in Nashville and they're all rated like between a 0. 0.0 and a ten point zero, <laughs> what's your what's your favorite fast food burger? If you had
0: a on the fucking crunch, grab a burger from the worst fast food place ever. What would it be?
1: I feel like you can't pick places like Shake Shack. That's not or like In and Out. That's not fast food enough, right? Nah, not Shake Shack. Yeah, Shake Shack. I've never even had In and Out burger, but it looks fucking. I brilliant. haven't either. <laughs> if I had to pick from like the basic, I'd go Wendy's. Wendy's is Wendy's? better. Than- but yeah, I think Wendy's tastes better than McDonald's and like Burger King and shit. But I had any of that stuff in a really long time.
0: I go with Burger King because it's a dollar
1: Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> Strictly, dollar, it makes I mean, it four of, better. Or, yeah,
0: four dollars and some odd cents, whatever, depending on what state it is. <laughs> but no, nah, I, I try to not eat out that much. Hannah and I cook quite a bit. We eat a bunch of different stuff that's pretty good. And then, like you said, the ice makes so much. We had eggplant parm the other day, and I think we had. We caught up like two or three eggplant and just had it for like three days. It was crazy. I, uh, you ever do HelloFresh? Who was telling me about that? Somebody in my family. Was Shout about- out
1: to HelloFresh. Yeah, right. It's, Somebody was telling me about, it's
0: about how, how it was good. You like it?
1: I've only ever done it twice. It was um, my parents still live in Michigan and my dad like was trying to cancel an order for them because they were going to be gone and he's like well we'll just send it to gavin so i just got a box at my front door um and opened it and i was like oh thanks guys so i tried it it was just like two meals but they're good Were really? it's cool. cool it makes you feel like you know what you're doing in the kitchen even though you don't know your ass from your elbow
0: <laughs> that's funny
1: what, uh, what kind of beer what kind of beer are you drinking
0: what kind of beer am i drinking uh have yeah. you ever had voodoo ranger yeah which one uh, Imperial, word. Yeah, the they made so IP. many
1: of those. There's like 11 derivatives of Voodoo Ranger.
0: Yeah, dude. Seriously, I I didn't realize that until one time I saw a couple of them. I was like, excuse you, I didn't realize there were so many because I always got the first one, just a plain old yeah. Voodoo Ranger. I liked it a lot, and then I saw the Imperial IPA. I was like, that's a really really good beer. it's yeah, it no, it like nine horsepower, which is one. nice. What? Oh, actually, you know what? That's actually one of the questions that I was going to ask you, so we might as well do it now because you asked. Name your top three favorite beers and or alcoholic drinks. Ooh. Ooh. Um, always going to be a bourbon guy.
1: Bourbon. Love See, I was vodka. wondering because I saw you drinking that last time I was talking to you, and I was wondering if it was a beer or a whiskey. A bourbon neat. This is bourbon and a nice. glass. This happens to be Evan Williams, which is just cheap and bitey, which is – Ad- admirable I think I like. oh it. trust me I've had plenty of Adam Williams dude I like a bite in some bourbons like some of these maker's mark I've got nothing against maker's mark it's great whiskey but it's sometimes I think that there is such thing as a little too smooth you're like what? I kind of want to feel like I just got kicked in the chest when I, when I take a sip of this <laughs> <That's> <laughs> second funny. would be some type I wanna, of beer. I want to drink it dude notice there's so many like videos with PBR in the background um I was about be to be say, PBR was going Sunday, on. Going up and just like hanging at the gym, bring a six pack of PBR, which is fun. That's like um you're trying to go deadlift or something and, and do oh yeah. Very, very low volume and just kind of hang around hang out, walk around. I had three IPAs before my first meet. Yeah. Yep. That's it, dude. That's my uh usually beer of choice at a place. Like if I go there and there's an IPA on the menu, I'm gonna go IPAs. Um really like me me some hops New England IPAs are okay I like those but bourbon and then beer like IPA or if there's something fancy on there like if there's ever like a blonde with a with like a habanero blonde or something there's this one beer Netflix and chili pepper that was tasty it was like a chili blonde it was just interesting stuff like that Um, but I'll go bourbon IPA gin oh stop Gin is nah, delicious. dude. No. It's like you're chewing on a pine tree. I'm good. Thank you. I like the smell <laughs> of gin.
0: Uh, no, not even now because I. Fuck no, you. I, mean, I was about to say, bourbon, IPAs, and gin sounds like that. Gavin doesn't like hangovers, but likes to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so in my case, I like IPAs, whiskey, probably like, you know, just a basic Jack or something like that. And my third would be wine. Like good yeah. red wine. Yep. And that's because. What kind of, what kind of red wine? Red wine? Uh, like a Cabernet, like a real dry red.
1: Word. When I uh, <clears throat> cook all those steaks in my cast iron pan, I'll usually buy a bottle of Merlot or Cab. Nice. This goes better with it.
0: Yeah, it does. It tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, man, I mean, I have your laundry list of credentials up here you have i mean basically i got all this from your website so anyone that <laughs> listens to this you can go on his web well, or go on was it train615.com
1: nice thanks for saying it that way everybody says 615.
0: no yeah you're no you're good i know, I know. <laughs> you're good uh so yeah you can obviously go on uh, this man's uh jim's website and find out everything i'm about to talk about but uh so i mean you have seven plus years experience you have a bachelor's in kinesiology, uh, personal training through ACSM, functional movement uh, systems coach through FMS, precision nutrition coach from PN. You've trained groups as large as 80. You do private one-on-one. You do special populations such as like MS, which for people who do not know is multiple sclerosis and diabetes. Like, so dude, you were not just someone who flips kettlebells and likes (laughs) to uh, slam PBRs and get pissed off when you drop them, dude. Like you're- You've been in the fitness game for a long time, dude. Like you've been around and you've done a lot of cool stuff.
1: Yes, sir. A lot of the like special population stuff was cool. That was um, a job I had at like a private one-on-one training studio. They were two separate rooms and it was a lot of, it was in a really wealthy area. So it was a lot of people who were like business owners or people who had special, who fell into the, the, special population subset, like the guy with MS or had somebody who had like a shoulder and both hips and both knees and an ankle all replaced because she had some syndrome. It was not dwarfism, but she was very, very short, like four foot eight or maybe even shorter than that. Um, But because of that, like it's, that job was incredible because it's like, how do you train that? So like the business owners who don't want to go to YMCA and see their employees and clients because they're They've got a shitload of them. It's like, so you train those people, but you also got to see a lot of like I I can't go walk around in a gym, no matter how accessible it is. I've got MS, left side of my body, like barely works. Um, so that was a job that really brought me, in my opinion, next level as far as being a multifaceted trainer. Um, and just kind of trained up with stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you how do you train that? Um, so then anytime somebody walks through the door and it's, even though what we do mostly now, we are phasing into doing like kids tumbling and personal training. I just like launched all the prices for those. Today. Yeah,
0: that's that really cool. I saw that you guys started offering, uh, tumbling for kids and yeah, yep. like that. that's really cool. Very cool.
1: Yep. And that's part of this rebrand with us buying the gym is we're able to do things like that. Um, Whereas before it was strictly like boot camp style interval training sessions, which is our primary during like hours of operation right now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we'll stay that way because that's what all of our membership base is there for. Um, but we'll right. just start kind of dip into those other things. But it's nice because the tumbling gives Elizabeth, who's a 13 year veteran tumbling gymnastics coach, like it gives her that piece of her passion back, and I get to. I love doing group fitness stuff, but now I get to step back into some one-on-one personal training stuff and I get to see more of those people coming in with hip replacement and uh, I can't work out because of that. It's like, yeah, okay, come with me. So obviously
0: it's a hit interval, more of like a timing-based workout, right? So like you're not going for reps, you're going for time. Um, That wasn't necessarily your idea when you first came in. That was more of like a a preset that the gym had.
1: Yeah. So I used to okay. work at a, at a boot camp gym in Michigan and then clients slash members of that gym approached me one day because it was kind of common knowledge that like Gavin's talking about moving somewhere, but he doesn't want to move just yet. He wants to think and like maybe move somewhere cool. So they got the idea, Hey, what if we did something like this in, in Nashville, Tennessee? And I was like, Oh uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, ha ha. Yeah. Like what a far fetched fantasy. And then a year and a half later, he and I are in the car like driving down to Nashville looking for commercial spaces and stuff. So That's we just so cool. drop. right. We didn't want to compete with the guy I worked for in Michigan. It's kind of monopolized by moving south. It was kind of, we're going to take the same concept and open this gym because he's like, I like what you do here. Let's replicate this in a very advantageous area, Nashville, Tennessee. So we came in with a franchise, um, Fit Body Boot Camp. And that is known as like interval sessions and stuff too. So that's what we started as. That's what it still is now. Things have changed a little bit with COVID. We used to be like rotating all around the room, touching dumbbells. Oh my God. Then touching other people, touching dumbbells and using the ropes and the big rig structures with jungle gym, XT bands, kind of like a TRX and ball slams. But now for time, it's like, well, is everybody going to wipe all their stuff down? Like take a five minute break as we rotate stations. So we've got the floor mapped out into a bunch of different rectangles that are 10 foot by six foot so we can maintain social distancing and and that stuff throughout the workout. So we're accommodating how we can now, but we'll get back to doing like the rotation stuff as as soon as we can. But the large group fitness stuff is fun. It's hype. It's hype as fuck sometimes when there's just a bunch of people in the room and I get to know everybody really well because it's not like they're coming into 11 different rotating trainers. It's me every day. It has been since the beginning.
0: I feel like when I saw that, you know, you do pretty large groups like that, I was like, at that point, it's not so much what you offer as a, a trainer. It's more so just, you know, being a hype man. Like, yo, this is what we're doing, guys. Like, yeah.
1: let's fucking do an awesome-ass workout, dude. <laughs> and those big groups <laughs> cool. are, are yeah. more far and few between, especially now with COVID. People are kind of like, we're yeah. a workout of 20 people or whatever, even though we have our space. But when we get to a point where that's a consistent thing, where we've got several sessions throughout the day that are 12 to 20 people plus. It's like, well, now I feel like I can't give 100% of like the, the training piece to 20 people at the same time. Like I can be a great hype man, but if two people are doing a deadlift incorrectly, it's like, I need another trainer on the floor. But when that's a consistent thing, that's when we can afford to have another trainer on the floor.
0: Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to, you know, obviously COVID hit and you pretty much opened 615 right afterwards, right? Like
1: yeah, right I in mean, the like, middle, we
0: bought, right? Like, bought yeah,
1: a business in the middle of a shutdown.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, how, I could not even imagine because, I mean, I opened up caveman barbell, but there was no overhead, right? All I had to do was have an, uh, a website and trainerize. What's that? Right. But 615 is a brick and mortar gym, man. Like, that's crazy. How was that like?
1: It was a really interesting transition. Um, we approached the owners with the idea that like, hey, I think it's time. Because they live in Michigan and couldn't really give it all that we required. Um, especially like with all COVID stuff coming in was kind of after the idea had already been presented. We were like, hey, I think it's time. Maybe we phase you guys out. Like we'd like to buy the gym. We we were blessed with an investor who had kind of watched us for the guy came and worked out. We thought he, he did a Groupon. We used to have like a 30-day Groupon special that we took off now. But he came and did that. And he, the most unsuspecting dude, like, he's not going to stick around after 30 days. Like, he he smiled twice. And then he started, like, really growing on us. And we started growing on him. And then he signed up for a membership. And then, like, a month later, was like, I think that you two need to own this gym. Like, why do you work for other people? Like, the like if you're taking care of all this stuff he's like if you and, and he offered us to oh, an sure. investment and dude he mentored mentored us through the entire process too helped That's us so cool. out with like banking stuff helped us out with setting up this oh call this accountant like he may be able to walk you through it um so it was a a lot of questions that we had especially with covid stuff he's just like man it's all going to be fine um so Thank God for him. Um, he really helped us out with with acquiring the gym. But we had the idea. We presented the idea. They were kind of off put by it. Like we were, we wanted to kick them out of of their business that they owned. And literally two days later, coronavirus becomes a global pandemic.
0: And they want and they,
1: to. There's foresight of, of an of a, of a worldwide shutdown. And they called us like immediately. Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, you want let, to let's uh, try to get this handled as quickly as possible. So we had to kind of awkwardly put our hand out like, well, hold on because we don't know what's going to happen. Like so much uncertainty just came out of nowhere. It's like, wh- so it created this awkward, like if something bad is going to happen, it's not going to be to us because we we've just right. been employees place yeah. the last two years. We don't have a financial leg to, to fucking stand on. But if it's like if there were a backlash, they'd be okay. But it still created this kind of interesting, awkward sense where it eventually dissipated and it became very amicable and civil. I'm working through it, but we just had to negotiate with the landlord. We did it as an asset sale because we did not want to buy their LLC because they were still involved with the Fit Body Bootcamp franchise. Yeah, you don't want to So we created our own LLC and then... Drew up a purchase agreement that was for everything, all active memberships fra- under the old LLC, all of the equipment. Um, we're going to take over the lease, take assumption of the lease, all of the bills, this and that. But because we did it that way, it created an enormous pain in the ass. Like we couldn't transfer utilities. We had to shut it down and start again because it was a new new company technically. So then right. we go to apply for a loan and just get laughed at because they're like, you guys have five days of business history. We're like, but we have the tax returns for the old LLC. They're like, it doesn't matter. You,
0: Yeah, you're brand new, buddy.
1: So we were like, <laughs> again, thank God for um, the guy who, who offered us an investment. But it's like, that's the only way that we would have been able to do it. COVID is also the only reason that we were able to pull off buying the gym because we bought a non-essential business that on paper is bleeding every time somebody goes on hold because we don't have an in, like, we're not open and membership is kind of going like this like people going on hold hey i got laid off hey financial troubles this and that i'll be back when we can or hey i'm not comfortable being out in public or things like that so on paper we were a a business that was losing money every month so it's like nobody's going to buy that and we we can rest assured that people are going to come back but we still don't know if people are going to come back right so there was a large risk involved with it, but dude, we are so happy. Things are so much better and more comfortable for us and being able to, again, revisit them and add those back in. That's something that we weren't able to do before, not by rule of the owners, but it's kind of like Fit Body Bootcamp. We would have had to create a separate business and do personal training and tumbling out of like, out of the back, in quotes. Yeah. Um, because that that's not, and I'm not sure if that was a straight truth or if that was the owners the previous owners trying to evade us offering other other services for like complications or whatever, but I don't know. We painted the walls, we put up a big ass banner, we bought an open sign, we bought a new fucking vacuum, like things that were just being neglected because we couldn't be the ones to run the credit card. It's like, okay, well now it's our credit card. We put tint on the windows. Yeah. And people are just like, oh you guys are really doing stuff to to help this place, I put the the drop zone in the back.
0: <laughs> that's my favorite thing, dude. When I saw the drop yeah. zone, I was like, now I know it's Gavin's. Now I yeah, know it's dude. actually his gym. Because I, when I saw that you were thinking about uh, opening a gym, I was like, that's amazing. Or not opening a gym, sorry, but like starting a gym. I was like, that's amazing. I can't wait to watch. And I can't wait to see like that grow. And then you're like, I have it. Like This is awesome. Go to train 615. And then I saw the same drop zone. But it said drop zone. And I was like, I don't get it. But then, yeah, obviously, it clicked in my head, and you obviously just got the same space. And, dude, I was so excited for you, dude, because obviously at that point, like you said, because there's one thing, if you get to a really, really cool spot, like that one, you know, boot camp place, you're like, this is a really cool place. And then for someone to give it to you, you can make it your own. And if you really like it, then it's just so much better, dude. You can grow and really grow a base of clientele, you know, and a lot of members and a lot of people yeah that's awesome
1: there's just the the covid struggle where it kind of balances itself out enough people are chomping at the bit to get out of the house or get away from my kids or whatever that we have a lot of interest with new memberships but we also like on the daily have more people who are suddenly expressing that they're nervous about the state of the union out there and it's like well uh what are we going to say so it's like, all right, yeah, flip, no problem. We'll put you on hold. Um, we'll see you when we see you. So we've had a lot more cancellations, almost enough to like cancel it out. So at least it's not that's going not- down. We just, yeah, that's just like we just need this thing to go away. And then I'm confident that things just skyrocket. Or boutique gym in Nashville. Boutique anything goes big here. But it was just the simply by the name change, not being like a corporate franchise name. Train six one five. The next day, like ten people in the door. Like, hey, um, what's uh, what's this all about? It's like cool. We get more guys too, um, because Fitbody Body Boot Camp just kind of has a reputation for being like Soccer Mom City, which it's not. It's a solid mix of people, but it is typically seventy percent, maybe even eighty percent plus females, almost always anywhere that you really? go, um, because that's just the trend. guys want to go lift heavy weights, girls want to burn fat. And those types of gyms are marketed as, as fat burning. That's typical clientele, but we've seen now, like with the logo train, it's got like the gold dumbbell as the eye. It's like, Oh, there's weights here. Um, Yeah.
0: That's that's so like you offer like everything. Yeah. It's not just like for people who are looking at train 615 as a, like you said, a boutique style gym with hit classes. It's not just that there's obviously weights there and it's a lot more than just your, your, your soccer mom quote-unquote type workouts you know for sure which which i like you said it's so it's so funny how marketing kind of plays into a role when it comes to someone trying to look for a gym because i mean obviously i move different cities every couple of months and i'm always looking for a different gym and actually i just got a planet fitness membership unfortunately you got a planet fitness membership yeah just because when it comes to moving around sometimes it takes like a week or two to find a gym so i have to i have to always have something consistent you know I got to go. We got to shut this thing down. <laughs> <laughs> I have to at least have some dumbbells, man. I can't be doing push-ups, bro. Just, and plus yeah. it's nice, too, because, like, a lot of times when I work a job, because I do I do a lot of moving as work, you know, and so it'll get done at nine, ten o'clock, and then I can't go to my regular gym. So one time I went to, like, an L.A. fitness, which is cool, and then all the time was uh, – it's not Equinox. I'm thinking of something different. But anyways, you know, I find some stupid gym like that, so – I thought Planet Fitness, and this is, so before you shut my podcast off, I did also do it because I think that uh, that's a good way to get clients. Because if you see a kid repping out the 75-pound dumbbells in pretty much every single exercise for sets of 10 to 15, 20, I mean, you're probably going to ask that get some questions, right? Because you can only do 20s, and then there you go. Wham, bam, thank you, man. There's 10 clients.
1: As long as we're stealing from Planet Fitness, I'm cool with it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, facts. That, that's pretty much my goal, man. The there is another gym that I work out at, and I can't think of the name right now, but it's pretty much like a CrossFit-style gym that they allow me to use their bumper plates, which is
1: nice. Yeah, uh, we've had some people come. Like, that's why we've not – I've not done any personal training in this building yet. Really? During the shutdown, yeah, I went to a guy's house and did some training with him. It was awesome. I would go over and – We'd work out in his basement. Like, I'd put him through workout in his little home gym, and then we'd go upstairs and eat dinner. His wife had like prepared dinner and like drink <laughs> beers and eat dinner. And like, this is kind of cool. This is <laughs> awesome. See you Thursday. <laughs> yeah. No, super cool guy. I'm excited to now be able to use, because I've got all that stuff. I've got J hooks to go on the rig that we've got so we can squat and bench press. I've got a bench that I can wheel in there and we've got the the drop zone platform in the back is like a makeshift lifting platform. It's just right, plywood right. and horse stall mats. I got it for free off of a buy sell trade CrossFit Middle Tennessee page. Like gym equipment. I was like, yeah, I'll take a platform. And that's where the whole drop zone thing began, but I we've got the facilities to do all of that. I actually had a member who owns a gym in Illinois. She has to liquidate. She's Shutting it down, so she's got all these machines that she's trying to sell. I'm like, can I get a itemized list of everything? Because it'll be like, like the the hack squat and a like a night like a leg press, like the sled and maybe a, a pendulum leg press and an incline hammer strength chest press machine. Like all those things. I'm like, man, I know that those are expensive, and I can't just afford to to get a fucking incline chest press machine for myself and put it in the back. But if she has like a cable, like a free motion dual cable pulley machine, like that's all I need for a PT session. It'd be great. Or leg press. Elizabeth, we're like, maybe that's our Christmas present to ourselves. We're going to buy her leg press.
0: Yeah, for sure. Why not? Yeah. There's so many things. Uh, My fiance's brother is really, really into working out. And we pretty much, I mean, I put all my weight into my or fiance's mom. My future's, I don't even know what to call anymore, but my uh future mother-in-law's house and so I have like a thousand pounds worth of weight plus a couple barbells and you know a a bench and dumbbells and stuff like that so he has a bunch of stuff too we're trying to just collectively figure out how much we can get together, you know? And we had this uh thing on it wasn't Craigslist but like pretty much Facebook marketplace and it was a gym liquidation sale maybe 40 grand (laughs) and it was a lot of stuff. And we're just looking through it and we're like, damn dude if we just had 40 grand right now just to kind of stick around world. with you know because it's so expensive gym
1: equipment is dude for what it is it's so expensive oh okay, yeah. ahead. you look at like uh that's why i don't know how the fuck planet fitness stays open is that like a grant thing because and you that's look why i did it morning. too
0: bro it's 20 bucks a month and i can always work out wherever i want fuck shit yeah. dude i don't
1: care Can't whatever you want it's like well you gotta understand there's probably a bunch of people who have a membership and they never go it's like yeah. Are there 400,000 people who have a membership and they don't go? Cause just like knowing what rent I pay on my 3,300 square foot studio versus a 10,000 square foot gym that you look at well, that piece of equipment is a thousand bucks. And so is that one. 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 And all so these to put in planets- perspective
0: before you continue, I'm sorry, but I actually used to work at a Planet of fitness and oh, yeah? the personal one that I worked out at had
1: 7,000 members. Okay, so what's 7,000 times 20? They're pulling in 140K a month for memberships. If everybody's paying 20 bucks a month, you have 7,000 members. Right. I mean, that's plus uh,
0: 140 plus uh, how many locations they have? Probably 2,000.
1: Right, but I, I believe that it's like uh, you could go open up a Planet Fitness. It's not one guy who owns all of them. Oh, no, like for their, sure. Yeah, their, yeah, yeah. The financing's got to all be like franchise. Gotcha, yeah. All individual. But still that's I mean that's seven thousand members.
0: I don't know. I mean it, dude, it's funny because obviously when I have to train with a barbell, I go to the gym that I go to. But when it comes to just accessory work, going there it's so funny to see the difference between an actual gym's environment versus a planet fitness environment. It's night and day. It's a lot more like a bar, which is kind of weird. Pizza sucks here, but nah. But I feel like um a lot of people who don't know you and just follow your page and watch you just absolutely dump kettlebells 10 feet in the air
1: yeah people probably think i'm just a dumbass
0: well that's actually a completely different topic that i would love to get into but another thing i was about to say is that they don't realize that you opened that gym up with elizabeth who is no fucking slump when it comes to working out or being a trainer dude because she's been around for a long time and she knows what she's doing and i obviously never talked to her before like i thought to you but She's certified through NASA. She has 13 years experience in gymnastics, tumbling, and cheerleading. Uh, She trains through all ranges of ages between preschool and uh, college. Former level nine gymnast which (laughs) Uh, and competitive uh, cheerleader, which I don't know if people listening to this will quite understand that, but that's an extremely high level of competition that is very, very hard to get to. And she's pretty much is an absolute savage. I'm sure that she teaches you how to do a lot of the crazy flips and shit that you do when you're not actually flipping kettlebells because you do a lot of crazy stuff too, which is fun. I like watching that stuff because I can half relate, you know,
1: but not quite as uh, high in the air or quite as flippy as you are yet. (laughs) She'll be like sitting at the desk and I'll do something. She'll be like, you talked late, do this, this, look here. I'm like, okay. That's I'll why I thought it was just...
0: funny when I uh, I critiqued your form that one time, and I was like, wait a minute, I think this girl definitely knows way more than I know. So she definitely already told him probably a yeah. way better thing than
1: I did. She's more prone to roll her eyes, just be like, wow, I, like he landed on his feet, and not and not like uh, throw a form correction at me. Yeah, but
0: probably. if I'm like
1: trying to do something, if I'm just fucking around, she won't. But if I'm like trying to do something, it's fun because she'll just call out like three things, and. I'll brag on being a good student um, myself cuz I'll it's like okay well, let's do those but she's like boys are so fun because they're usually fearless like no, no mental blocks I'm like yeah tell me what to do and I'll just fucking do it. I should send you a video. Did I tell you about my standing full attempt?
0: I think I saw something on your on your Instagram one time I've you never showed something. It.
1: I need to do a standing full like on that air track. And landed. I think it. you could so, do
0: it. You're you, dude. You could definitely do it.
1: I think I could do it on that air track for sure. I just need to try it. the uh, The old video that I, I because I want to post this other video with it. I fall so fucking hard. I just on the blue mat floor and just thinking like, all right, here we go. Like standing full, Whoop. the worst like crash. It's such a hard impact. And then I tried it eleven more times. Oh yeah, you did. I never got it, and I hit so fucking hard on the ground every time. The next day, I felt like I like got pushed out of a helicopter.
0: Oh yeah, dude. Uh, so I dove uh, in high school and college, and the Good. first time I smacked the board, I did a reverse one and a half. So I landed in the pool, you know, with my hands in first, and I open up and I have my hands there, and I smack my hands on the board. <laughs> my hands like it looks like I got in a fight, like a twelve round fight with a wall you know like my hands were mattered and i get up just do it again you know five six more times <laughs> these men just stupid like that boys really are pretty stupid like that like he's <laughs> bleeding in the pool stop going in the pool your hands are bloody well at that point it was only dive practice and it wasn't COVID time so people weren't afraid of germs you know it was boring cool yeah. you're fine you know
1: but it was cool it was cool to have blood in your pool
0: yeah, it was cool. But then the second time I smacked anything, I was in college and I hit my heel. And obviously, your heel is gonna bleed like a motherfucker. So mm. I didn't. I didn't go back in the pool at that point because there's a lot more females <laughs> in the pool because there's just a mentally diving team in uh, high school. But you just blame it on um, them. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely their fault. They're fucking idiots. Uh, many mythological sources include folklore uh, from the Vikings. Believe that are uh, rooted your powers from your hair. What do you think?
1: <laughs> I think that I've got um, no room to disagree with that. <laughs> do you think if you shaved your head, you would lose the ability to do a lot of what you do? I might. It's a. Uh, I just like it so much. It, it. I've only been good at this stuff with long hair, so the past would show, or the facts should present that without this hair. I can't do virtually anything.
0: So how long have you been growing out your hair? And in inches slash centimeters for the Russians that are gonna to listen to this because they love you.
1: How long is your hair? I I'll show you. Um I actually just got like eight inches of it cut off. No so shit. Oh, it's, no, it's a man, dude. Yeah, so it's there. <laughs> but I love it. it was like out of here like almost my belly button because it's in a bun all day long so i don't really care how long it is and when it's long it just has this badass bun because it's just huge yeah exactly um, that's what i think too <laughs> yeah so like after a year or maybe even a year and a half i'll be like all right it's time to go get my hair cut and i'll go get like a foot of my hair cut off but this time it was starting to get really like scarecrowy just raggedy ass at the ends of it and it looked like right, shit. right. what was uh how long have i been growing it out 25th 2014, so okay,
0: it's not too long.
1: Yeah, so not too six long. Seven it was years. my senior year in college, I think. Well, junior year in college, I started letting it grow, which would be 2014. I graduated in 2015, so five, six years, six years, almost seven.
0: Nice. So you got certified in personal training when you were in college? Correct. Before or after?
1: Um, During, I guess. During college, yeah. So like
0: like your freshman year? Like, I'm I'm sorry, Like, was it like early college that you decided to get certified?
1: It'd be about seven and a half years ago, to be 2013. It'd be about, it was like beginning of junior year, like summer between sophomore and junior year. So did
0: you immediately start working, or did you kind of just get that to to get it through a program? Because I know my buddy that I do my podcast with, Dion, um, he got his certification through... Uh, ace and it was through his college and it was completely free
1: yeah so also something to be said about like you have had several comments about I obviously don't have like as much training as you do that does not matter man I think experiences over years any day like I said like I had that one job where I I took 10 steps forward because I got thrusted into having to learn about and adapt to training special, like several different special populations. And I'm like, why well, don't have a whole lot of familiarity with that? Like obesity. Yeah. We, we used to be at a boot bootcamp. So right. Yeah. Pretty common. Like just try yeah. to deload stress on joints. We're not going to be on our wrists a whole bunch. We're not going to be doing too much, like hinging stuff, like whatever. Right. But all those other things, it's like that just created a, chain of things that just clicked in your mind you're like oh so what if in this case like something something to where I really like fitness and I'm a nerd sitting at home and I'm like wait what did I learn in college about first second and third degree levers and like where the like all that stuff in, in, in biomechanics and, and uh, anatomical kinesiology like where, where to, with origin and insertion of a muscle and it's like well that that shit helps you so much you want to train the upper inner chest, okay? It's like, well, what what's involved? Let's see, horizontal adduction, scapular elevation, humeral internal rotation. So what if we did this really goofy ass single arm shrug where we turned our arm inwards as we shrugged and brought across body. It's like, yeah, poke yourself right there. That's the most activation you're ever going to get there. So that blew my mind. You're like, are you telling me you can train? It just blew my
0: mind right there, dude. That was that was amazing. I love that. Especially because I'm going through my or CES right now. So I'm obviously learning about like the anatomy and shit like that. So it's like it well, why can't I get creative and go, all right, well, there's my, you know, this, this, and this part of my whatever, and be like, right, this is how we're gonna train it. That's so amazing, dude. I love that, dude.
1: That's the key to like so cool. when it's you're doing group fitness stuff and whatever, it's like, well to have people not coming in after a year being like, oh, it's going to be the Monday workout today. It's like, no, no, we're going to know what muscle groups, but you have no idea what kind of exercises because we're just going to keep coming up with something new because we know where does the muscle start? Where does the muscle end? When it contracts, what motion does it do specifically? Okay. How can we load that? Now, how can we load that differently or creatively, but not not being an idiot, obviously, but.
0: So, do you? So, personally, me as a trainer, I typically have my clients go through at least two weeks, if not four weeks, of the same workout, um, just based off like uh, periodization and just getting them in more of like a progressive route, rather than just change or changing the workout every time. You know, seeing progress and then changing it again, and then seeing progress, yeah. and then after six months, seeing the total progress at hand. You know.
1: Yeah. What so one on one stuff, I do I do more of that too, like kind of familiarize. Exactly. And if you if you don't know, so when we launch this personal training, I'm gonna have several people who I know very well from doing boot camp stuff who now also want to do personal training.
0: Gotcha. So it's gonna be a
1: little bit easier to jump into more specific stuff. But yeah, it's also it's almost like it's a little bit of a screening thing, but also familiarization and it gives you an idea of like, okay, what can I program for this person? What should I kind of avoid? But yeah, doing that short periodization of the same type of workout or like if you're rotating between the same three or something, obviously with our group fitness stuff, it's we're trying to be creative and it's going to be same muscle groups every, like every Monday and every Tuesday and every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, But it's always going to be different focus. Like today was lower push, upper pull. So like push through your legs, quads, glutes, like doing squats, lunges and stuff.
0: Gotcha.
1: We did that also on Monday, but none of the same exercises for those muscle groups. Same with muscle gotcha. cool. upper pull, So that's like back and biceps. So it's like come up with back and biceps exercises, but it always, it, it makes it fun. So it's not like, okay, we're doing the same Monday workout, but personal training, that's kind of to be expected. Like people are trying to trying to see specific progress. Like, okay, we, we did bent over rows right. paired with whatever else last week. And now we're going to do this week. Let's see if we can add five pounds
0: yeah and that's actually a big thing with my I have one client who's a bodybuilder and it's pretty fun because you know you can do a cable row a seat to cable row for a three sets of ten and then you can do a bent over row for four sets of seven you know and you're going to completely just I don't know the growth is a lot different when you have yeah. the same thing in different in different ways kind of same same but different which is cool agreed um, Another question I have for you: Why do the Russians love you so much, man? Why dude, are you such a fan, and why? 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 <laughs>
1: because, because this is their thing. So this is. A I fun know. Thing. I love
0: it. That that's the thing, dude. I love the fact that the Russians flip kettlebells, and like <laughs> this, this is one of my favorite.
1: Yeah, because who the fuck else? Right? Right. This is one of my favorite things to talk about when people like ask, like, how did you get into this? I'm like, so it's like a, it's a legitimate thing, and like a. Competition sport in Russia. So yeah. first off, I'll just say I'm waiting. We have fucking curling in the Olympics. We throw a concrete disc and then try to slow it down with brooms. So this has gotta be next, right? Like
0: powerlifting will be there before kettlebell juggling will be that's
1: fine, dude. Yeah, that could be a gateway into like other stuff. Like, <laughs> come on, we cross country skiing. That's <laughs> not interesting. That's not interesting. <laughs> I get that that's like the highest VO2 max. So in that case, I guess I will backtrack and say that's pretty interesting because of merely how impressive it is. But there are some bullshit sports. So but if everyone I was at home,
0: you're going to punch. You're going you're gonna to punch. And then what's going to happen is the kettlebell is going to go towards your face. And this man yes. is throwing that in the air and is flipping three times, and then he's going to catch it. And that's so easy. Let's say-
1: that's right. easy. So for Quadruples are a little stressful. But triples now that's kind of like known as a dangerous move because the handle's rotating back towards you If you get your hand caught between the bell and the handle, it's coming down on your wrist and it's continuing to rotate like could you hurt your hand? I haven't, but if you have a bad catch that you catch totally fine, but it just hits you in the wrong spot, like the base of your thumb, that hurts so fucking bad and you'll usually that's actually one before.
0: thing that I've gotten really um no, I'm sorry, not gotten, but I've found really impressive about you is that you have not gotten hurt yet. I'm not trying to jinx you. Obviously, knock on wood. I pray for That's Gavin. True. Obviously, i never watched you to get hurt, but I mean, I'm I'm very impressed. That you've actually never gotten hurt before,
1: right? It because was you're fun. throwing
0: moves that people don't. So for people who are listening, a, a, a triple is easy for Gavin, but you're throwing uh, quintuples and uh, almost. I think you've almost done a, a six a six spin, fucking rotation.
1: Sex tuples on one kind of flip, helicopters.
0: And this is all with a 32 and a half, 35, no, sorry, 35-pound kettlebell. This is a 16 kilo. Yeah, yeah. So this is not a light thing. This is not just, like, me juggling. So, like, obviously, you and I have talked about juggling, like, hand-eye stuff. But, like, this is not just something going in the air. This is a fucking cannon going up and coming down, man. Like, that's nuts. So, I'm very I surprised, and obviously, you're very lucky, and I'm very happy for you. You've not gotten hurt. Praise well, I you, get those product. comments.
1: And you're like, you know, this guy's only throwing 16 kg, right? And it's like, right. But the fucking force <laughs> production from it rotating what? four times and then going back in your hand, it's like that makes you want to do a front flip when you land. Like, that is, it's a lot. So much weight. Yeah, that's a lot of yeah. weight. When it moves like that, the, the inertia factor behind it is just, it's pretty intense depending on what move you're trying to throw. Like that's, you'll see a lot of comments of people who do it will be like, man, the, your ability to decelerate the kettlebell. And it's like, that's most of what it is, is you catch it Absolutely. and decelerate. So you don't catch it and get thrown off balance because then your next move is probably fucked. But going yeah. back to the Russian thing, well, first the injury. You remember when I broke my hand and I was juggling one-handed? And everybody's yes. like, oh, how'd you break your hand? It was the most fun thing ever for me to be like walking on my hands. It was not flipping <laughs> a was not, it was a not even it was, yeah. Turns out you're in a handstand and walks more dangerous than that shit. It was. I was walking on my hands. I tried to grab onto a dumbbell and then grab onto another dumbbell. And I, I kind of missed the other dumbbell and and – like, straight finger punched the floor and got a yep. boxer's fracture on my Which pinky. Feels real fun that. I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which six weeks later, I'm like throwing triple simples, like, oh, this doesn't really break my hand. But <laughs> the so you see their style. It's the very clean and formal style that they do. Where are you burping every time you do that?
0: When I mute my mic? Yeah. Yeah, that, and I also have really loud pipes that are steam-powered. This house is old as fuck. I can actually show you my radiator right over there. Yeah. It's, dude, yeah, right. we, we just moved into our uh, our new house like a week ago, and it's tough, dude. <laughs> it's loud, bro. I, I would love to take a fucking video when we're sleeping because
1: it gets really, really loud. Yeah. yeah, send me one. <laughs> just do, do, do. do, do, do. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. So the Russian style is when you see me doing mills, which I'm doing more of lately. I am. My I'm favorite athlete. thing. I love mills, man. So I'm. it's kind of a, like smiley face. You asked for this type of deal because I used to, I got into kettlebell juggling when I did basic moves, the basic five flips, singles, doubles. And then I got bored and I'm like, okay. Then I, I got triples and it's like, well, mills are cool, but that clean, Style, it's like, no offense, it kind of takes the fun out of it because they're not just go out there freestyling. They're performing a very precise routine and basically who does it better and who adds more spins to the specified moves and takes the fewest number of steps, which I can get behind that. Like, it's technical, it's competitive, sure. But I want to spin it on my forearm and then do a double over the shoulder into a static. And then flip it twice on the way down. Go between the legs, and then grab it, swing it around, and, and roll it across my back and catch it. But then I used to get so many comments from the Russians that were like, "That's not a scoreable move." I don't. That's care. not a scorable move. Why I don't are you? Care. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, because it looks fucking awesome. Right. What are you? I'm, I'm. I'm not competing. So they pushed enough times, and after I. I guess gained enough of their respect where they're like, all right, he's pretty good at this. They started sending me videos of them doing punch flips and between the legs and over the shoulder stuff and forearm spins. And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, like them just messing around. But I also get the comment from them. Like, why do you disrespect your kettlebell and drop it on the ground? I'm like, cause that thing breaks my fingertips.
0: Yeah, fuck that kettlebell, dude. I would name that that thing the most disrespectful name I could. I would name it like Gertrude. Like, fuck Gertrude, man.
1: Dude, all my, remind me to tell you my names of my kettlebells. They all have stripper names.
0: I bet they do, dude, because they're fucking dirty horse.
1: My, you're right. It's like, and it's just gratifying. You finish the sequence you've tried for the last 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to fucking throw that thing on the ground. (laughs) That's awesome, man. uh, I'm like, Yeah, I said, is it, I I commented back to him, I'm like, is it disrespecting the grass when you mow the lawn? I'm like, what the, what the fuck? It doesn't make it, it, it's an inanimate object. It's a kettlebell. It's a piece of steel.
0: I love seeing people do things that are new and out of the box because you're doing things that, you know, is not competition uh, scoreable, but at the same time, it's like I don't really care. I mean, I'm at my own gym, in my own spot. I'm in my drop zone. I'm doing my own thing, dude. Fuck that. I don't care.
1: It also creates a completely separate entity. Like, you want to learn classical kettlebell juggling? Subscribe there. You want to learn freestyle juggling? Subscribe here. Right. And it's like I'm much more of the freestyle, but now my – I say non-competitive. My non-competitive self is like, all right, I've been pushed enough to do this competition style and compete in these like online, whatever competitions that they have. So you see me, my, the hardest move for me was doing those mills with the turns because of the footwork. It's like, it has to be three steps more. You're penalized. I'm like, all right. So I am convinced that I, I am determined to just become the world's greatest with that and do one of these competitions and be penalized for doing a fucking triple forearm, spin to double over the shoulder, between the legs, whatever, and still win. I can't wait
0: to watch you do that because I've dude the first time I ever saw you, I was like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I have never seen that before in my life. And I feel like I'm a pretty not dumb because people call you dumb and I hate when people say the word dumb. I'm not dumb. You're not dumb. We're just unique in a way that we like to do things with our body that no one else likes to do. You know, you have an accountant that goes to work, comes back, goes to his TV and watch that all day. I get it. But me personally, I like to put four or 500 pounds in my back and kind of see what happens, you know? And you mm-hmm. like to toss 30 plus pounds in the air and see how many times you can fucking catch it, you know? And you like to do it more creatively and more pretty than anyone else dude like that's such like a cool unique task to like not only use your mind but your body as well which is just mad cool dude and so i can't wait for you to do a competition because i feel like at this point like i said i see the people that you post about and no, no disrespect to anyone that you know obviously juggles kettlebells but you're the best that I've seen do it. I've tried to research as best I can, but obviously it's a very unique sport. No one really does it, but in my opinion, you're the best to do it right now. i like to
1: see so, otherwise. I think that some of the respect from the Russians came because when I started to gain a little popularity, pages like Colin, Daring 101, and Jared, the crazy trainer, Pages like them started to, those damn pipes, man. Um, Pages like them started to get bigger also. And it's like, and then literally hundreds of people have started doing this and will get tagged. Like, it's so cool to see. I used to look at some of these videos and think like, holy shit, like no way in hell. And now people will tag like the world champion Russian dude and me. Or they'll tag Oksana Nikiforov, who's like the, I don't know if I said that right, yeah, fucking all, but Oksana, um, who's like the face of kettlebell juggling in Russia, and like promotes all the competitions, like she's it. And me, it's like us two. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like that's cool that it's come this far from, I was just a guy like, yeah, I, I tore my PCL in a car accident on my left knee. And it's like, well, I'm not going to squat or do stuff for a while. I, I saw this video of a guy flipping a kettlebell. I'm going to try it, I guess, I bought this platform. Let's see what happens. And I'm right. so glad, dude. That was like the the niche thing created for me that I just like found home with. It's been so much fun. But also, that's not like my entire workout. Like people are like, so what else do you do? I'm like, I – Yeah, dude, right. People think that you just flip kettlebells all the way. That's why I wanted to really have a part two because I hate the fact that
0: people just think that you're some fucking jock. Flipping kettlebells because literally, I already listed the laundry list of experience you have. Clearly, you have a bachelor's that's not something to sneeze at. Like, you're not just some idiot flipping kettlebells. You have a very methodical way to train, and that's very, very cool, you know? And
1: well, to do that safely, that's a I would have looked at myself three years ago, like in these videos, and been like, what a fucking dumbass, like throwing a weight around, like you're going to kill your shoulders and this and that. And it's like, well, but what if you project the kettlebell at this angle and you catch it in a very smooth transition down? I'll admit there are some catches that don't feel very good. Of course. that you catch low, I will usually try to pull my hand back and let it just hit the floor and then start over. But if I'm 11 moves into a routine and I'm going for 13 and this is my like third to last one, I'm going to catch it. It's going to pull me a little bit. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be a little sore. But it's like uh, anything. Like, how do you not break your foot? It's like i, I don't know if you saw the video I made where I kind of like went on a, a little rant. I'm like, you're like, I move my foot, bro. Like, not, I'm not an idiot, right? I'm watching. Move your foot, like, <laughs> like if don't your friend throws a book at you from over there, you're gonna, you're gonna move. You're gonna move out of the way. Just gonna watch it hit you in the face. It's like a two-year-old.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or so Like, it, what? Uh, also, it's
1: explosiveness, man. This has created such explosiveness in like exercise stuff. I couldn't bent press a 48 kg, and now it's like that's chump change. Do a set of 10. But it's, it's for it. I don't do bent presses very often. The explosiveness, like if people want to get into kettlebell juggling for the practical sense of it, like if they you want to be pragmatic about kettlebell juggling, do a single reverse, maybe a double. That's it. A reverse is where you swing the bell up like a normal swing and you punch over top of it so the handle is rotating away from you, like the exact opposite of what we talked about earlier. Single reverse with a 32 kg, 24, 16, like whatever's heavy for you. If I go back and take the 106, the 48 kg and do like a set of 10 single reverses, that is the most like, I feel like I just did a 30 second wind gate test, like cardio. Right. Cardio on cardio, also, I feel like I just ripped my hand wide open, but it's just it builds so much explosiveness there's I've admitted there's no need, there's no necessity to do quadruple reverse or to do a quadruple helicopter, catch it and go between the legs to right over the shoulder. It's like, well, yeah, that's just me trying to be cool like it it's it's like a new art form, it's like a circus performer, and so I said, you don't go to the circus to oh, yeah participate you're just supposed to have a good time watching like it's it's a cool thing but with the competition piece of it i'm coming i did a routine the other day i sent it to a friend of mine i was like uh call the russians tell them it's over
0: dude i can't wait i'm the number one fan bro i tell you why i'll fucking be there
1: i know man thank you for being such a like support such a fan
0: yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, you know, I've been talking for almost like a year now. I kind of realized that when I hit you up for the podcast, I was like, shit, we've been talking since like last November. Because I remember the uh, number one thing that got me was the fact that you and I were talking about a certain throw that uh, you were trying to get down where you put your hand between your legs and caught it backwards. Yeah. And I was like, this is how you do it, but with a 35-pound uh, weight. Yeah, I don't really know if you want to try that. <laughs> It's like this. Yes, yeah, it you but, the eh. tailbone, and you're like paralyzed. It's like, oh well, all right. Well, dude, like when I wanted to show you the video, I took it like three or four times, and I think the first time it hit me in the ass, and I was like, "This is why he doesn't want to do it."
1: <laughs> yeah, man. This is because that's gonna just wreck. It's gonna take me to the floor. Yeah, you're gonna get rocked. Yeah, fuck that.
0: <laughs>